0: Time for the latest in sports debate. The hottest topics, the biggest question marks. Answered right now.
1: This is the Critical Eye with Erie Sports Now's Isaac Petcash.
2: All right, we have taken a break, but we're back with a vengeance on this Monday, April 25th, 2022. Hope you are having a great Monday and a great NFL Draft Week. Yes, it's that time. We've been off for a couple of weeks in preparation for this big show. Can't wait to bring it to you. It is our NFL Mock Draft 2022, where we pick the whole first round, Steelers, Browns, Bills, and everyone in between. We've got the picks, our experts here. They're going to tell you who your team's picking and we're about 100% accurate at all these picks. We know it. This is exactly how the first round's going to go on Thursday. To my left is Joe Ledneski, host of the PA Sports Network. To my right in the middle, Joe Von Johnson, our NFL insider, who uh, is either currently drawing up names or drawing up plays for the Northeast Great Pickers during his free time right now, one of the two. And Erie Sports Now Director John Leinick is on my far right. I'm Isaac Petkash. Thanks again for coming in. Can't wait for this, guys. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of talk, a lot of chatter about things going on with the draft. Some players rising, some players falling uh i think i can say this with with some certainty that i mean every year we don't know what's going to happen to the draft but i mean this might be a year where there is going to be a lot of question marks as to who is going to go in the first round specifically maybe the top 15 with some of the quarterbacks that are moving around guys what have you made of the news so far in the last week or so in the draft i'll start with you joe
1: nothing And I think that's what makes it great, you know? It's a bunch of nothing, you know? Like, literally, like, so I don't know when you're listening to this, but we're doing this on Monday. So, literally, I had a well-respected industry draft guy on my show today explaining to me how the Steelers are going to move up to eight to take Malik Willis only literally an hour and a half later for Todd McShane to report that whatever quarterback they want, it's going to fall to them at 20 uh This is all leaks. This is none of this is real. This is fluff. This is filler. This is I mean, unless something drastically happens like this is just content and the NFL is the king of the content.
0: Business. So do we want to set the over under of 5 p.m. when Shefty drops another Aaron Rodgers trade rumor?
2: Right. I mean, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> After being resigned. And, and that's the thing. We're doing this on a Monday. Between now and Thursday, about a million things could change. So just know that we're well, doing think, this- okay. Well,
1: look at this. This is Monday. So if something does, think about what might change from how we think about Devontae Wyatt now till Thursday at eight o'clock. Well, and, and then you look at... And Just look ask Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what I was thinking about.
2: Well, and, and again, that's going to be a huge story coming out of Georgia in the next couple of days. I mean, you also look at guys like Kyle Hamilton. Is he going top 10? Is he not getting drafted into the first round? Jamison Williams, is he healthy? Is he nursing back his injury? Is he going to be taken to the top 10? Is he the first receiver off the board? We don't know. That's why we're trying to do our best to draft everything right now. Jovan, I want to ask you quickly before we get into the draft. You've been through this. What's it like for a player fresh out of college getting ready for for the draft. I mean, do you read into these stories? Do you listen to your agent? Do you try to shut off your phone? What do you do in a situation like this when you're trying to get ready for maybe the biggest moment of your life?
3: I mean, it's one of those moments that you can never really truly prepare for. You know, agents are telling you one thing. Teams are calling you, telling you another. You just kind of got to be even killed in a moment and just, you know, let the moment go for what it is. Don't try to get your hopes up too high because sometimes, you know, you're sitting there, And guys are getting picked ahead of you that you thought you were going to get drafted before and then – you know, there's those guys that get drafted a lot earlier than they were anticipated to get picked. So, you know, you just got to go with the flow. And then, you know, when your name's called, be ready to go out and put the work in.
2: A la Aaron Rodgers getting drafted later than expected. I think we should also put a line on the number of times we talked about uh, we talk about Aaron Rodgers tonight uh, in the draft. Over, under, on I'd say 11 and a half. We're already up to two. So, so we're going to get there. All right, we have randomly selected the draft order. It's going to sound a little biased. I promise my uh, little phone app did it randomly. I am picking first. We've got John Lydic picking second, Joe Lineski goes third, and Jovan takes the number four spot. So let's do it. You all you guys all ready? Let's start the draft. Do we
1: get to boo the commissioner first?
2: We do, uh <laughs> which I guess would be me. I guess I'm the host. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm in. So everybody, in. everybody well, Joe boos still
1: pissed that he has to pick last. Uh, so he's, got... <laughs> he's gonna boo the. Loudest. I, I got so
2: it, man. many texts this morning from Jovan, and he asked me, "Is this a snake draft?" I said, "What are we a fantasy draft? This is this is off the charts. We we don't go that specific here on the Critical Eye podcast. So let's start the clock." We don't have a clock, but we're going to begin the draft. The number one pick belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think this probably, for me, might be the easiest pick. I think it's it's between two guys. I think you could easily think that Derek Stingley Jr. could be there for the Jags at number one, but I think Aiden Hutchinson is the easy pick here. Uh, I'm going to take the Michigan defensive edge rusher. I think Hutchinson significantly improved his stock in the Ohio State game Uh, last year when Michigan was able to beat Ohio State for the first time in nine years. I think you add a dynamic edge rusher uh, for Jacksonville, the pair alongside Josh Allen. And I think that this team is on the up and up I don't think they're there yet, but to me, this makes this is a simple move, a sensible move. I think Aiden Hutchinson's the first guy off the board, the edge rusher from Michigan, and that would give the Jaguars two great rushers uh, to try to go against that AFC uh, South division. So, that's number one pick. The number two pick belongs to the Detroit Lions, and it belongs to John Lydick. John, do you have a selection at number two? Uh,
0: I believe... Uh, that Detroit will not take Kayvon Thibodeau uh, doesn't seem like a Dan Campbell guy I think Dan Campbell will stick uh, to protect his current quarterback that doesn't mean that'll be the quarterback of the future and Jared Goff I believe they will I'm gonna go with Ecom Ekwonu out of NC State the offensive tackle you just want to show off the tackle you could say, his say his name, name. Say my right. name, say my name.
2: That's, that's, a, that's a pretty darn good uh, selection. W- what about, what about One? Because, again, you've got, uh, you got a lot of guys on there on the board. Of course, Charles Cross at a Mississippi State, Evan Neal, a couple of them. You also got the guy from Iowa. Is, is there a reason specifically for him?
0: Yeah, I, I just think, overall, he seems to be, you know, whatever you, you read or you think about. It, he's probably going to be the best offensive tackle prospect for what people see. I was toying with Charles Cross because I think he still could be uh, a top guy, but he seems to be falling down some other draft boards so well
2: there's the I, I just between... don't
0: think cave on Thibodeau yeah. I, I mean if you're Detroit you have to hit consistent picks and I think I think the the at least story and from the tape is that Thibodeau a didn't go against a lot of great talent in the Pac-12 and B it's that same concern that you had with Jadavion Clowney is that he takes some some pass rushes off
2: well, smart pick there. John taking Equim Equino, I can't say it as Equino. well. Equano with the number two picked. And that moves us to Joe Lineski in the number three pick. We're, uh, I'm going through the draft here, and I'm making sure that we have all the picks here on Pro Football Focus. The listed needs for the Houston Texans at pick number three is every position. So, Joe <laughs> Lineski, you're spoiled for choice here with the number three pick. What say you? Who do the Houston Texans take?
1: Well, now I'm really torn because I have. I actually did some – Preparation. I put best edge. Uh, but oh, I thought okay. I was going to get the third. Now I could potentially get the second. Derek Stingley's very interesting. Um, you know, Houston was a better pass defense than they were a run defense. Um, there's some question on the ceiling, but I'm going to go with Trayvon Walker, who many Ooh. thought was going to be number one, or and he may he may be number one, but. You know, again, if if you can get a three-down D lineman that's going to start for the next 10, 10 years, I think you got to do that. So I'm going to take Trayvon Walker.
2: All right, that makes Jovan Johnson the number four pick. The New York Jets are on the clock at number four, Jovan Johnson. And who do you like for? the Jets and
1: He's going to pick Linderbaum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, i tell, Iowa, tell you Iowa, what. i tell Iowa you connection. what. You can
3: never go wrong drafting guys from Iowa. <laughs> Joe Vaughn, how
2: much would we have to pay you to just specifically draft Iowa guys? The first you wouldn't have run? to pay me much I,
3: because I can down down tell you what. Tomorrow. I can tell you what. I know what those guys are up <laughs> I know what they're about and know how they're cut, so I know that they're going to be able to go in there and perform. But with the fourth pick, I think this one is a no-brainer. A lot of people think you go Sauce Garner here. But I'm going to flip the switch, and I'm going to go Derek Stingley Jr. Corner for a corner, I love defensive backs. I think he's the best defensive back in the draft. Um, granted, he had some injuries situations come up, but you know he plays against the best competition in the SEC, and before he got hurt, he was probably going to be a top five draft pick, and I think he stays there at number four.
0: What stands out about his game?
3: He's just a ball hawk. He's the type of guy, he practiced against the best of the best. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, these are two of the best receivers, young receivers in the NFL right now. He practiced and held his own against them on a regular basis. I mean, he's physically built. He can tackle well. He's just one of those different makers in the secondary. You know,
1: we haven't drafted Thibodeau yet, but he's held up his end of the deal. I like Stingley's held up his end of the deal. You know, from beginning, he was supposed to be a big deal, and that's much more difficult than people give it. I mean, to live up to the expectations is hard.
2: Yeah, you know, it is. 100%. And I, listen, I think. Uh, when you look at Stingley, you can't go wrong with either him or Gardner, but I think Stingley's the better one of the two. So the recap of the first four picks for you. I'm taking Aiden Hutchinson for the Jags out of Michigan. Leidick going with Akeem Kwanu for the Lions, the tackle out of NC State. Trayvon Walker is Joe's pick for the Houston Texans, and Jovan goes with Derek Stingley Jr. So that brings it back to me. The New York Giants are on the clock. They get picked number five and pick number seven in the draft in that trade with the Chicago Bears. So I think I have a feeling the Giants are going to draft a wide receiver with one of these two picks, especially with Brian Dable coming into the fold. I think if you're going to give Daniel Jones a chance one more year, I think you have to give him some sort of a weapon, but I don't think it's going to be here. I think this is where Kayvon Thibodeau gets drafted. I think the Giants absolutely need an edge rusher. Their run defense, I think, was second worst in the NFL last year. They couldn't get through to the likes of Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, um, and, and others as well. Andre Gibson, of course, with Washington. And then you look down the rest of the NFC, there is some running talent there. So I think Thibodeau is going to go to the Giants. I also could have seen Sauce Gardner in this position as well. I think the Giants are in need of a corner, but I think Thibodeau goes off the clock. I'm taking him in the fifth selection with the New York football Giants. Let's go over to John Lydic, Carolina Panthers, number six pick of the draft.
0: The sensible pick here would be Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. But we also know that Matt Rule, he is probably on the hot seat going into this pick. Um, so I'm going to go. Ooh.
2: I can sense what's coming.
0: I think Kenny Pickett is the guy they want everybody to think they're taking because of the draft visit. I think they take Matt Corral Woo! at six overall.
2: Would that be, would Joe that ever be is an giving overdraft? giving me a look. <laughs> would that ever be an overdraft?
0: What I, I mean, think about it. Look at the p- spot. How, what was it? Three years ago, we saw a guy that nobody thought would go that high. And Matt Corral, my, prior to his injury, wow. prior to his injury, Can I get a
1: prize for having the best draft. Like, what do I win for? Like, what what you guys are leaving me?
0: You win around? good charms. Uh, well, next next time, I'll buy pizza. Leaving me. I'm on the I'm, 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 I'm uh, buying uh, if you're okay. flying here. Wow.
2: So Matt Corral so if I, win,
0: I don't have to buy anything.
2: So Matt Corral goes number 6 to John Lidick. I also want to mention to uh, John Lidick and Jovan Johnson will be at the draft live in Las Vegas uh parting it up Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as we get set for the draft. Uh just want A- After out.
0: that look, what do I get if Corral goes
1: 6? I just <laughs> Hey, I, I would, you, I you know, there, be publicly be, shamed. there <laughs> okay. are
2: going to be some wild picks in this draft. Uh, you know what? It's possible, and I think the Panthers will draft a quarterback. Who knows? All right, that's number six. Giants are back on the clock at seven. This pick goes to Joe Ledneski. I took Kayvon Thibodeau at five. Who do you like at seven for the Giants?
1: Well, my notes say best edge, assuming O-line goes at five. So, obviously, you took the edge, but I've since – Light ex- I don't know what he's on. Um, <laughs> I've got. I mean, I've got my choice here. I've got Evan Neal or Charles Cross. I'm gonna go Evan Neal, probably on bias. Bama bias. Those dudes seem to live up to the expectation. So I'm gonna go Evan Neal. Um, you mentioned Daniel Jones. They. I mean, they stink. You could. I mean, you could take. I mean, Sauce Gardner is gonna be on the board here for which is amazing. But yeah. Um. You know. Again, I don't. It, with the Giants. Outside of, well, maybe quarterback would theoretically be an up. <laughs> I mean, what don't? I mean, I guess they, assuming Saquon's healthy, they don't need a running back, but they need everything. So I'm gonna go with Evan Neal just because I think that's probably the safest. Again, best player available, probably. Although Sauce Gardner might be better, but still, they need they need to keep Daniel. Yeah. Jones up. And
2: and Sauce Gardner is still on the board at number eight, but that pick belongs to the Atlanta Falcons and it belongs in our mock draft. Are you plugging this in so we can grade the whole thing? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to do. I said just the first round, so we'll
1: see. It should give it a grade. So we'll see. So it Re-
0: give me an F, and you can <laughs> rightly have that. We'll, we'll see what happens on Thursday. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm think- going to break it live on Facebook Friday night if Matt Corral goes 6. <laughs> we need
2: to do a poll on the Critical Live podcast. What grade will John Lydic get for Matt Corral at 6? If that is the case, that is going to be the greatest snatch ever in the history gonna of a go. go. That's, That's going to be, be an F. I think John it's a Lyta. hell of a pick. At six. It's going to be an F. <laughs> I think you're going to be surprised. All right. Well, Jovon drinking the kool-aid here as well uh,
3: I, I mean I, i'm just i know how this thing works and i'm and i know that there are going to be some surprises that people are thinking aren't never going to be all
2: right jovan Well, surprises at number eight the atlanta falcons own the eight pick for now they need a lot of offensive talent wide receiver could be in the mix quarterback guard center who do you like for the falcons at pick number eight
3: well, I think you 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 obviously can go with a receiver, a dynamic playmaker, but I think you can get another one of those guys later in the draft. Um, I think at eight, the Falcons are in desperate need of a quarterback, and I don't think Marcus Mariota was the pick or was the guy that they brought in that they thought were going to be a franchise quarterback. So I think they they'll go with Matt Corral taking off the board. I think they'll go Malik Willis at at number eight dynamic playmaker in the city of Atlanta big lights he can he can make all the throws I think he's going to be the guy that they take at eight
2: and I think it's different from what they had in Matt Ryan right Matt Ryan was your traditional pocket passer drop yeah, back five absolutely. seven step drop back Malik Willis more that guy who can move the field That'd be a good pick at number eight. So uh, that's two quarterbacks taken off the board. Recap and pick five through eight. Got Kayvon Thibodeau, number five. I took him with the Giants. John Laddick going Matt Corral, the number six pick. Off the board he goes at number six. Number seven, Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama. Joe taking him to the Giants and then Malik Willis off the board at number eight for Jovan Johnson, which brings us to pick number nine in the draft. That belongs to the Seattle Seahawks. They got it via the Russell Wilson trade in Denver. I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, there are two, two guys on this board who I can't believe are still on this board that I mm-hmm. would love to take at number nine. Charles Cross and Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, you want to call him. I think here's the thing with Seattle. They need offensive line. I I know they need offensive line. But when I look at this team and I look at the way Pete Carroll builds it, he builds it on the running game and he builds it on defense. And I think if you're looking at Sauce Gardner and you're thinking to yourself, this was one of the two best cornerbacks in in college football, the best two cornerback tandem in college football last year, I think the Seahawks go Sauce Gardner with the number nine pick. I I think he's too valuable, too talented there up on the board. I think Charles Cross is an option, but I think with the way Pete Carroll builds on defense, the fact the Legion of Boom was gone, I think Sauce Gardner goes number nine to the Seahawks. I think he's if he's still standing there, you have to take him there. I don't think there's any question about that. So there you go. Uh, Drew Locke will lead the Seahawks next year, and he's going to have at least a cornerback to help play him on the defensive end of the football. That brings us to pick 10, the New York Jets, their only pick, uh are the i should say their second pick at the top 10 they're picking fourth as well pick number 10 john linick
0: i don't think he wastes too much time we know how involved they've been in the trade market for a guy like debo samuels i think jamison williams comes off the board no later than here i can't see him lasting much longer
2: yeah it, I, I don't think there's any question about that too
1: that's the first I, receiver. i got
0: a sensible reaction from joe linuski so that must mean i was <laughs> well, somewhat in the ballpark
1: well, I figured, on that one. i figured this was the run this was the this is where the run on the receivers starts but at here's 10. my question <clears throat> If you are the commanders, you know you need a wide receiver opposite McLaurin. So now you're now now let's play in the green room here real quick. But Kyle Hamilton's sitting there. I mean, you nothing like a center fielder like Kyle Hamilton with that pass rush. Um you, you bring in Wentz, who we know is somewhat limited. I would still lean wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, or. Drake London, big body. McLaurin's kind of the vertical threat. So I don't mean to me right now, if I'm in the commander's front office, it's Kyle Hamilton or Drake London. Um, we gotta pick one. <laughs> you probably, are not allowed to double dip on this show. Works, huh? <laughs> probably need a wide receiver more so than a safety. You know, that pass rush kind of can hide a a lacking secondary. Not pa- so much
0: last year, though.
1: I mean, I'm gonna go Drake London. But uh, if somebody said no, I think we should go Kyle Hamilton. I think I could be convinced of that.
2: All right. Well, Drake London off the board at number 11. Washington and Jim and uh, the Jets in our mock draft here. Two receivers off the board at 10 and 11. That brings us to 12. Jovan Johnson, you've got the Minnesota Vikings who just re-signed Kirk Cousins. What do you like for Minnesota pick number 12, Jovan?
3: Well, I think they got some dynamic receivers already, and they can keep adding to the fold. But I think at number 12, they go Jordan Davis. One of the best defensive linemen Oof. in the draft, and I think he's one of those guys you just can't pass up. Pass right now, so they're going to.
2: Ravens fans Steeler fans just Davis gave you a stink eye. Number twelve. Right? No, the, the Ravens.
1: Well, they were, Jordan was, Davis
3: wasn't getting past Baltimore.
2: Yeah.
1: Steeler
3: fans could want all
0: they want. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't getting past Baltimore. That bringing like the Williams brothers together. That's a heck of a pick. I think that's reminiscent of the early 2000s right there. Yeah,
2: and man, I'll tell you what that is going to be a guy who for 10 to 15 years, you talk about a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's a little bit worried about the weapons that he has on offense. His offensive line better be good this season if that's who the Vikings go with.
0: Let's think about this, though, speaking of the Ravens, as there are a couple of picks out here. If Jordan Davis, Kyle Hamilton, and – the option of the Kobe Dean or oh, Devin yeah, Lloyd are still on the de- board. Oh, my
2: gosh.
0: Can you imagine? Like They'd be you're, playing rock, paper, like, scissors. Like, do we get the next Ed Reed, <laughs> the next Ray Lewis, <laughs> yeah, or the next – Wow, uh,
1: I, didn't, I didn't really think about that, but you're Hello, T. Right. Nata. I mean, yeah, think I about think that. that there's a lot I of don't that.
0: know if all three of those guys are going to be on the board. I, I mean, highly Hamilton doubt it. Hamilton would
1: probably be the most likely gone that early. But still, that would be – N'Kobe Dean, Kyle Ham- Hamilton, or Lloyd out of Utah. Yeah, that's a. They got some good picks
3: though. I think
0: I think Lloyd plays better alongside Patrick Queen than Nicobe Dean would.
2: I don't think you go wrong either way, like you guys said. And you think about the guys the Ravens get coming back. John Linek, sitting in that hot seat because you're coming up next with Baltimore's pick. But uh, I get to go first with the Houston Texans. They have the 13th pick of the draft. They made a trade with Cleveland. You might have heard about it. Deshaun Watson could have been involved anyway. 13th pick to the Houston Texans. We had them going with pick number three, Trayvon Walker, the edge out of Georgia. Joe made that pick at number three. So I also think that you go defense here. And I think this is where Kyle Hamilton comes off the board. I think he's the best available defensive player left in the draft at this position at number 13. And I think he's not a stunner pick, right? I mean, he's not a flashy guy, but he's going to be a 10 to 12 year guy who you can have sitting in that safety position successfully. And I think he's a guy you build a team around, right? He's that safety blanket that you can use. He's not going to ha- get beat over the top. I think it's, it's not the sexy pick, but it's the pick you have to have at number 13 uh, for the Houston Texans. I think they go with Kyle Hamilton. And I think this is where, that's the question, where's Hamilton going to go? I think 13 is the most sensible spot for him if he doesn't go off the board a little bit earlier.
0: That's, uh, that's the Peanut Tillman version. For Lovey Smith this time around, I mean, you think about what he had in Chicago back in the day when he was there and went to a Super Bowl. I think Kyle Hamilton would be the guy that you lock lock down in the secondary.
2: Yeah, Lovey is going to have his guy. We think at number thirteen. Let's move to fourteen. The Baltimore Ravens, who I think a lot of people think could be the favorite in the AFC North. As crazy as that sounds, John Lannick, Baltimore at pick number fourteen. Who do you like?
0: So it wasn't a great that hypothetical I just threw out. Now two of those now guys are <laughs> gone. <laughs> uh, so,
2: yeah.
1: Well, you already told us your answer because two of them are gone.
0: Well, I think you could go either linebacker here. It, it all, For the Ravens, it's all going to come down to how well they think that Patrick Queen can cover. Or do you switch Queen to the guy that is going to be the heavy linebacker that's going to blitz, and you have a guy like Devin Lloyd go alongside to be that coverage guy? I, I think that's what they do. I don't think they were thrilled with the way Patrick Queen covered last year. I think at times he showed flashes, but I think they'll go Devin Lloyd-Utah. Outside linebacker. Or linebacker.
2: Look at how that Ravens defense is going to be. My goodness, it's going to be scary. So, Deshaun Watson, welcome to the AFC North. You have to face Baltimore and Pittsburgh's defense and then a Cleveland defense that could be revamped in 2022. Good luck to you. Let's move on. Other side of Pennsylvania, the Here's Philadelphia. The question,
0: though. I mean, how is Charles Cross still on the board?
2: <laughs> yeah, <you're>... we've. we've <laughs> Joe has got him in the wings. you <laughs> just, <don't> just, <laughs> Could you, ima- I'm just
1: waiting could you my... imagine if you're Howie Roseman right now? Yeah. And you're I mean you <laughs> Jason are
0: Peters too You well. are so
1: you are stretching because you are sprinting because you <laughs> just got Garrett Wilson,
2: who's oh. probably
1: the best wide receiver in the entire draft.
3: And that's up for debate. And remember, Jovan says, <laughs> remember you got
1: you you fleeced the Saints for how many picks to do it and you still got the guy you were probably taking anyway yeah. if he was available."
2: So Garrett Wilson, but I I have
1: to do this because JD, I got to go wide receiver here solely based on New Orleans being next, which could be wide receiver. You know the Eagles pick at eighteen again, so you know, you know I was thinking about linebacker going there, whichever linebacker you didn't take, but I don't, I don't (laughs) think you can run the risk of not taking Garrett Wilson here in hopes of catching somebody that at eighteen. So I think. I think it's got to be Garrett Wilson, just and then you know obviously linebacker is still theoretically in need or safety is Which theoretically in the need for the Eagles, but I think you've got to take Garrett Wilson here.
0: Listen, the Eagles have made work with mediocre linebackers for years, and they've gone to a couple of Super Bowls. I don't think
1: they don't no. value them. That's <laughs> for sure. They don't
2: value them. But my goodness, is that a big pickup for Philadelphia there with number uh, Devontae 15.
1: Smith and Garrett Wilson? A
2: couple of speedsters, eh? I like it. Jalen Hurts still running around, running amok, trying to win the yes, division. Especially with Joe Vaughn's. Against your uh, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Trying to figure out how to cover. <laughs> in, the words of, right. in the words of Stephen A. Smith, it's the accident waiting to happen. Although it might have already happened in the offseason, who knows, with a, you know Amari Cooper off to better places in Cleveland. Okay, so Jovan in the corner there was talking about how Charles Cross was still on the board and it was ridiculous and all that. Well, the Saints are at number 16. People think they're going to pick a quarterback. But, Jovan, are you taking the third-ranked prospect in this draft?
3: Absolutely. And <laughs> hey, without, without a doubt, the New Orleans Saints will not pass up Charles Cross if he's right now at 16. I think, you know, you need a quarterback – but there's not one quarterback that jumps off the charts better than the guys that you currently have in the in the locker room. So, I mean, I think you get uh, what's his name back from injury. I think he's a guy that can can hold you over for another year. And uh, you go with Charles Cross, the best available prospect. Maybe keep
1: JMO up a little more uh, yeah, while keep, longer keep with him, the left keep tackle. Him a little bit, yeah. Keep him up. A <laughs> he's little not bit running more. away from anybody yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Boy, did the Saints need a massive overhaul. I'll tell you what, that's a team that needs some help in a bunch. All right, so we're halfway through the first round of the draft. Let's recap the picks so far. So at number one, the Jags, Aiden Hutchinson. Second pick, Ekem Iquanu to the Detroit Lions. The tackle, Trayvon Walker. Joe Lineski picks to the Houston Texans. And Derek Singley Jr., the cornerback from LSU, Number four to the Jets. Kavon Thibodeau, five to the Giants. We've got Matt Corral, number six to the Carolina Panthers. Evan Neal, seven, the tackle of the Giants. And Malik Willis, Jovan, has going to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. Sauce Gardner, number nine, we have going to the Seattle Seahawks. Jameson Williams and Drake London pick back-to-back the receivers for the Jets and the Washington Commanders. Jordan Davis, we have going 12th to the Minnesota Vikings and Kyle Hamilton at 13 to the Houston Texans. Devin Lloyd, the big linebacker from Utah, going 14 to Baltimore. Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, the wide receiver heading to play with the Philadelphia Eagles. And Charles Cross, the tackle, who might have been the biggest drop for us so far in the first 16 picks. He is going to the New Orleans Saints at number 16. Let's go to number 17, the L.A. Chargers, who have just about everyone in their mother on defense. They picked number 17, and I've got this one. Um... Yeah, I think wide receiver would be something that you could look at. I mean, I think you know Mike Williams, Keelan, Keelan Allen. You could have a third option there as well. But guys, I look at I look at the defense and I think, how nice would it be to have Khalil Mack and Jacoby Dean playing it side by side with each other on the linebacking position? How nice would that be? And and as much as I know that they probably need a tackle, uh, I mean, I know you have Bahard Raheem, who's there from Central Michigan. I'm going to go out of the limb here, and I think the Chargers are going to load up with more defense, and I think this is where N'Kobe Dean goes at 17. And I think you've got Dean and Khalil Mack sitting there with the Chargers, and you've got yourself a supersonic defense to play against Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, and the likes of, of Justin Herbert in your division, but Russell Wilson with Denver, too. I mean, I think the Chargers need to revamp defense. They did that in the offseason. I think they're going to get another guy. I think you load up with Nickoby Dean, and that's the second Georgia guy off the board at 17. Uh, so call that a crazy pick, if you will. Eagles back on the clock at number 18, John Lydic. This is their second pick of the first round. Things
1: got weird there, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You're not getting your linebacker now. Yeah, for Philadelphia? Yeah. Well,
0: I, I we talked about him last week on the Sunday Sports Blitz. I don't know how this guy has gone so under the radar, and I think Howie Roseman this may be another sprint to the stand because I think he could surprise a lot of people, and that's George Karolafdis out of out of Purdue.
1: You know, the only the, the guy that's still out there that I don't understand is how still out there, and I don't I don't have an issue, but Jermaine Johnson from Florida State's still out there too. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I I think e- either way. But Edge wise, is
1: definitely, you know, Brandon Graham is not, you know, not very young.
0: Derek Barnett has not seemed to not
1: pan no. out. Yeah, you so, know, Edge, I, I I'm cool. I I think Edge is fine there.
2: You got Carol Aftis to Philly.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I'm surprised he he did not like the Big Ten pick there.
2: I do. <laughs> Joe Vaughn's just looking over there. He's like Big Ten West opponent. Yeah, yeah. Like George, <laughs> George Aftis, number 18 to the Philadelphia Probably Eagles.
0: Wrong and i have the worst
2: grade, but you know. uh, Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, the Matt Corral pick, according to, to Joe Lineski, has already got you at an F. So there's only one place to go, and that's up.
1: up. That's it, man. That's keep, up. Keep making picks.
2: All right, let's go up with you, Joe Lineski. New Orleans Saints, back on the clock at number 19. They picked earlier in the first round. We had them taking Charles Cross at pick number 16, who do you like there at nineteen? I have
1: to ask a question. I'm. Not, is Drake London still out there? Does somebody, nobody? No, he good. He is. Trapped. He's been picked. Okay. He was, was picked at Washington. Picked no, the, I, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I'm looking at because I had Garrett Wilson and then I, I had Garrett Joe, Wilson. Joe's with more team. worried about he his fell, opponents' draft me. grades. So that's what. But I mean, again, if you're New Orleans, but Chris
2: Olave, Sky Moore, George right? Pickens that's, on the board. Chris
1: Olave, duh. I mean that's that's simple. I mean the. The run on the receiver started at eleven, right? And how many have gone since? Ten. 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 How many have gone since? And that I think that's where it's gonna start. Uh, one, let oh, let's see. Three the question is is what order the, fourth. the question is what order they come off the board? What's your flavor? That's what it boils down to.
2: That'd be wide receiver number four. That'd be the second Ohio State receiver <laughs> yeah.
1: receiver ten the, the board. If you're the Saints, you gotta be pretty excited at that opportunity
2: to take to take a lave 19. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, that's 19. Now we're on to pick 20 and the first local team has arrived in oh. the NFL no draft. And the, I, I the, didn't the Browns pick, the Browns I didn't are nodding.
1: There, because I wanted Joe Jovan to be able to well, pick the, his the corner. Well, bra- the Browns are not. <laughs> Look at me. the, the Browns, pick, Browns
2: are not in the round one. You don't know yet. So Jovan Johnson, you don't know yet. Johnson gets to, pick, gets to pick getting the Pittsburgh hot. Steelers at number twenty. Joe Jovan Johnson, and everybody, the pick is everybody in, in Pittsburgh
3: is—they <laughs> got their pom poms ready. They think you're going to draft Kenny Pickett at twenty, and it's not going to happen. So. At number 20, I think the Steelers go with a defensive player, and I think that defensive player is Andrew
1: Booth. Oh! Out of Clemson. Boom. Wow. Corner. What a shocker. Booth, the Clemson corner. Uh, so, Jermaine Johnson is still alive at
0: 20. Can you imagine if he's still alive, a Florida State kid for Belichick at 21? Oh, my goodness. Whoa.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because we're at pick number 21 and Isaac Isaac gets picked number 21. I was
3: going to go Jameson Williams there. They need a playmaker at receiver, but. Are,
1: are
2: you talking about the Patriots?
3: The Steelers.
1: Oh, the Steelers? I'm, aren't you a little I concerned think the Steel- about the damage goods element well, of that? Also, yeah, also just... hold on, hold on. Time Oops. out. I... No, uh, Jameson Williams. No, I, I
2: don't I don't. If you're the Jets, you're not probably going to the Super Bowl this
0: year.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. And Here's the other you know, thing know Jovo's the other one, another guy. I mean, dudes.
2: Here, here's the other thing too. By the way, He's
0: uh, probably in a first, late first round con- yeah. conversation if he doesn't get injured he, too. He's a flyer.
2: Also, can can we throw this out there too, Jovan? I mean, I, I I like the pick with Andrew Booth, but can we can we explain the fact that Tyler Linderbaum is still on the board and Pittsburgh did not take him there at twenty? That's unreal to me. Yeah. I mean, I know Pittsburgh retools the line, but are you kidding me? Linderbaum at 20, and he's sitting there on the board, and the Steelers just, don't I, go I for it. I think,
3: him. you know what, the Steelers' secondary with the losses of Joe Hayden, I think they need, they need another guy. They're not, they're not certain on the guys that they have right now, and I think they're going to draft the defensive back.
2: Yeah, all right, I,
3: I'm with you. I think they could have went uh, sign from Georgia as yeah. well. He's a strong safety type of guy, play opposite um, the other interesting safety. See but... if
1: the run on receivers didn't start where it started. What the Steelers would do?
3: Yeah, true story. I, I think they could have yeah. took a receiver there as well, but Linderbaum would have
1: This isn't what the teams
0: have to do. Correct. This is what they should. should.
1: <laughs> this is this is what we project. Well,
0: I, see, but Colbert,
1: except uh, for Carolina uh, and Matt Corral, I shouldn't do
2: that.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so
0: Again, they should trade for Baker instead this earlier.
1: Uh, you can't believe
0: everything that you're hearing this time of year. Yeah. But the Steelers do seem very comfortable with, uh. The interior offensive lineman they added in free agency, I would be shocked even if Linderbaum's sitting there if they take him because of the needs that they have elsewhere
2: uh. I, I, to travis man. Federick, huh hey I mean listen you you get their pick at twenty four so it'd be a shame uh, if someone out, huh? it'd be a shame if someone got to pick them all right, so as you oh, heard you do <laughs> somebody somebody better take that Linderbaum kid before so I gave Jovan some flack with a Pittsburgh pick so I have to be careful here because I get picked number 21 of the New England Patriots and my sports director is laser beaming me in the face they're gonna
0: screw it up anyways so. <laughs> has, and has, if you think that New has, England's picking at 21 he has you're no sadly mistaken. mistaken
2: well listen there are no trades in this in this mock draft so at pick number 21 I've got a couple of options I see Trent McDuffie sitting there on the board at number 21 and I know New England could take a cornerback and i'm thinking to myself all right he's ranked 11 that could be a possibility i also see uh a guy like sky Moore, who i really think new england could potentially take just ju- based on their draft history and i also think devontae wyatt would have been my pick here if not for everything that's come out in the last 24 hours so i think trent mcduffie's my pick here at number 21 um, the Washington corner, who I think had a tremendous season of the Pac-12. I understand the competition factor is a problem, but with, with his ability to make plays in space, I think it's a guy Belichick will love. I think you can insert him right into the defensive core. Obviously, you lose your secondary guys. J.C. Jackson, the big one that's gone. Um, I think McDuffie's the pick here at 21. I think Belichick goes with his defensive guy, and I think McDuffie comes off the board in the 20s. Uh, how'd I do, John?
0: I think reasonable. Yeah, right. I think that's a pick. And I still C think they're going to B-. go. Uh, they're going to go offensive lineman. I, I if they keep oh, the they pick, could. I think it's going to be Zion Johnson at a at a BC. Has been the big talk up there. Uh, t- could we pay to have Eli Manning and Peyton Manning doing their Manning cast and a camera in Aaron Rodgers locker or, or uh, house if they don't pick a wide receiver with one of these two picks? I mean, I think that would make great television. Be- instant Better reaction. Yet. Or the Pat McAfee show. Like instant reaction with Aaron Rodgers when they don't pick wide receivers here in the first round.
2: Better yet, what happens when right. they put the camera on Aaron Rodgers and the pick is Kenny Pickett at twenty two?
0: <laughs> That'd be yeah, that would be
2: You get the pick though, John. Twenty two yeah. to the Green Bay yeah. Packers.
0: I mean, you you have to think about what Green Bay lost because they had to restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract or, or given him extension. Uh, with him still on the board, so Joe Lidnuski doesn't give me another set of eyes. Jermaine Johnson, they get they, they replace Adarius Smith on the outside there. They get Jermaine Johnson to put pressure on their defensive side, sticking with their trend of not picking any skill position receivers. Although,
1: Johan Yoh- Dotson seems to be the consensus. Well, they have on, a second pick. On all the mock drafts to go to Green Bay. But, <clears throat> I don't. again, like it's not that I don't like Dotson, but... If you can get – if Jermaine Johnson is, like, number eight on your big board, I don't care if you need a wide receiver. If you're getting number eight at 22, that's how GMs lose their jobs, right? I mean, that, that guy's top ten in most mock drafts.
2: I, I, also, I also think Traylon Burks could be an option there at, 21, at 22. Well, Dawson's uh,
1: still out there. Burks is still out right. there.
0: Yeah, but I, I feel like Green Bay had that. I mean, they had that in guys like MVS and, you know, I, I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers loves those – down the but field, but, at, but
2: at, receivers. well, but at the same time, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a big fan of slot guys who can who have quick routes and Aaron gets the ball out of his hands. I mean, if I mean, you need
1: a big receiver, you could take a flyer on George Pickens.
2: Yeah, you, you I mean, could. Would... Well, I mean, they got another pick coming up. So we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to them we'll get to them at twenty eight. Right. Well, let's go to twenty three. You're uh, the Arizona Cardinals now, Joe Lidesky, and you get to pick here. Uh, Kyler Murray, we assume is coming back, who knows? But uh Cardinals at twenty three.
1: So uh I have best edge, D line, tackle, possibly best corner, but the first thing I had written down was Linderbaum. Sorry, dude. I didn't I didn't do this now, but you can see it's right there. <laughs> no. So they need they need help along that front. I like Linderbaum. I like I do like those nasty downhill physical interior linemen. Doesn't necessarily need to play center right away, but uh, you know, they do need to kinda they need to keep up. Or maybe rework who they are. That's that division is awful. Well, for them it's awful. Um, they started out so fast and kinda tripped <laughs> about the three quarter post of the season. Uh, I think Linderbaum would be a nice attitude adjustment for that, that group.
2: All right, Joe your Dallas Cowboys picked number twenty four and Joe just stole your turn. mercy, so I'm sorry. But so you pick.
3: I, I'm I'm sure the Cowboys are shaking their head looking at their draft board and looking at their big board saying Man, they took Linderbaum right there. We could have used that guy, but you know, I think they either go offensive line or they go defensive lineman with the with the losses of you know the guys that they lost in uh, free agency. So with that pick, they could also go corner here, but I just don't think it's going to happen.
2: How about safety, the position you've talked about more
3: than anything? Yeah, I like, I like, I like to go. That's I'm going in that direction. I'm I'm leaning there. <laughs> And I think they take seen out of Georgia at t- number twenty-four.
2: And so that's what four Georgia players off the board defensively that we've had so far, right? In the in the top twenty-four picks.
0: Uh, you have Davis, Dean, Sean and
2: so that's that's three. We're Walker, missing Walker. Walker, so that's four. So. All right, let's recap picks 7, through 24 before we get to the uh, 25th pick here. N'Kobe Dean we've got going to the Chargers at number 17. George Karloftis, the edge rusher out of Purdue. John picked for the Eagles. You've got Chris Olave going to the Saints. And Andrew Booth, Jr., Jovan's got the Clemson quarterback to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Trent McDuffie, the corner out of Washington, 21 to the Patriots. Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher from Florida State to the Packers. Tyler Landerbaum, the center, going to the Cardinals. And you've got Lewis Sein, to the Dallas Cowboys at number 24 number 25 is the Buffalo Bills I get the pick let me just say first and foremost I think this pick is definitely getting traded I I don't think Buffalo is going to make a pick here I think they could get rid of this for for somebody else in the draft or draft or just draft down if you will to get a couple of second third round picks uh number 25 boy who do you take uh you could take a defensive lineman I think that's possible but I'll tell you what I, Cole Beasley is not going to be a huge loss, but I mean, you you look at the wide receiver core and you think, all right, I've got Stephon Diggs, I've got Gabe Davis. I've got my rock solid tight end. If I could get a number three wide receiver, even if he's not tremendous, that would be huge. I think Traylon Burks is the pick here for the Buffalo Bills at number twenty five, and Joe Vaughn's mad at me. That's a great pick. Uh, I, I just I just think he's you know, at six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds. You learn from Diggs. you learn from Davis, you learn from the rest of your receiving core, and you don't have to do much. I mean, if you can get four or five touchdown catches in five hundred yards, that's all gravy. I think Burks is going to do really well in the Buffalo system. I'm taking the wide receiver at 25 to go to Buffalo, which brings us to 26 in the Tennessee Titans, John Lydic.
0: Joe's awfully quiet over there. I want
1: his reaction to this Burks pick.
2: Am I getting an F? I
1: I mean, I don't – he's the guy that's probably gone the – fallen the furthest of the wide receivers, I think. I mean, this was a name that we knew last year. I mean, who would have thought that he would be what wide receiver five off the board? Yeah, is that right?
2: Uh, uh yeah, it would be
1: five. Yeah, right, yep. Um, so maybe maybe that's the guy that's got the chip on his shoulder. I mean, that wouldn't be again. That's a great landing spot. Generally speaking, when you're a first round pick at a position, most teams are not as complete as the Bills. Um, I don't know. I would. Um, we talked about this on the show on Sunday. I would. I would entertain Sky Moore. I know, you know, generally speaking, slot receivers aren't round one guys, but you're not, the Bills aren't a round one team. They need to replace Cole Beasley and they need to get back in the game to beat the Chiefs. And of course, remember, the Chiefs have lost a lot. So maybe now the Chiefs need to be thinking about beating the Bills. I mean, this is not a a position of need. This is a plug and play. Um, He's got to be replaced. And again, I think it would be whatever whatever confidence you have but I I would think they go wide receiver there unless some of the corners would have fallen
2: yeah and and that's the thing too I mean you get a corner there I mean let's let's say Trent McDuffie falls all the way to 25 I think you take him no question let's go to 26 Tennessee Titans John Liddick
0: quick pick here Zion Johnson interior offensive lineman Boston College I think after you lose Saffold to the Bills I think with Derrick Henry if he can stay healthy you've you've got a he likes to run in between the tackles if he can um, and then you've got to hope that that Ryan Tannehill holds up, that you can, you know, work your magic somehow. They got the first overall or the first seed last year. They had another guy on the interior of that line to try and continue to make sure that that offense works.
2: Crazy as this sounds, Tennessee's a team I could see taking a quarterback in the second round. I th- I think it's very possible. I don't know what they think of Tannehill. I know it's an immovable contract. The but
1: quarterback in the league. So but I mean,
2: I, and I know the contract's immovable, but I just – I don't know. I, I'm not sure if they think they can get to a Super Bowl with him, especially what happened last year And you have home field advantage and you can't make it work against Cincy. Sam Howell
0: screams Tennessee to me for some reason.
2: Hey, blue to blue, right? Baby blue to, to Navy blue. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not blue. They're picked number 27. They get Tom Brady back. Who do you like, Jill Daneski, Twenty-seven.
1: I think I'm. I think I'm good here. I know his name has come up, but I don't. I don't remember him being taken. But there are certain organizations that can get away with things. Tom Brady seems to be able to get away with things. Uh, need some help, uh, Devontae Wyatt. Lance in Tampa. Um, they need the help on the D line.
2: Well, hopefully he's able to get some help. I mean, and, you know, Tampa's defense not now, as good as they did, were last okay, year. Okay,
1: so let's – now that we're here, let's go there. I've seen conflicting reports. Did I see that this is a 2020 arrest? Is that yes. correct?
2: According to a report.
1: Yeah, so
3: – I mean, I mean, a young player made young mistakes. I mean, that's typically what happens in college. So
1: I think why the, Why now, though? Like, I, that's. I mean, like, he was arrested, right? Like, but why is this now a story?
3: Because he's a high round draft pick. That's all. I mean, it's almost like you know it was brushed under rug when it happened.
1: This is one of those things where you know a, a team like, you know maybe Buffalo or Tampa or I mean, Tennessee probably used to. That's where the story came from. You know they want to they want to plummet that dude down the board so they can catch him. I, imagine the value, and you know when when you think about what Wyatt's ceiling is, you know you're paying him. 27th pick overall money versus, you know, maybe the seventh overall pick, sixth overall pick of the draft. You want to talk about <laughs> that'd be a smoking deal. Well,
2: I mean, I think if this is a manufactured story, it's a heck of a manufactured story. I mean, I think you look at the Sean Watson thing. I mean, it took him a couple of years to get good. And that's around the time that the, you know, sexual a- assault allegations came out. And I think you know, this happens. And I think it goes back to what we we're talking about earlier. You can't really buy into what all of the things you read. John, you've got something.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there was an initial report filed with the, the Georgia, University of Georgia Police Department that said they responded to a 911 call. This was in 2020, last Friday afternoon, regarding a male and a female involved in an altercation. The reporting officer said stated that Wyatt repeatedly kicked the door to the apartment of the female before ultimately jarring it loose. Both parties were released without arrest, and neither party was in fear of their safety. Yeah, so I mean, That's from the University of Georgia Police Department.
2: So, again, it's who knows, but it's a potential situation. I don't situation want to say much that,
1: to do about nothing because you can't say that. But you know what? Like, is this much to do about nothing? You got to take all of this stuff seriously because it's not acceptable in any way you frame it. But there's a big difference to what the girl down the hall thought she heard versus what actually happened to the girl in the room. Is that? A, I mean, you know, I don't know. Somebody called 911. Was it warranted?
2: Well, and, and who knows? I mean, I mean I, the other thing—the other thing we have to consider too. This is so close to draft day. Are teams going to be willing to move him down the board based on this allegation? Now, who knows? You know, Tampa could be a team that says no. You could have teams up in the top ten that say we need him no matter what. And then we'll do our own investigation. You could take the route that Cleveland took in that sense. Who knows? Um, but I think if Devonte Wyatt falls to twenty-seven, I think as a football stance. It would be a a significant drop and a significantly great pick for Tampa if he goes there. All right, let's go to twenty eight. Green Bay on the clock again. Jovan gets this pick. We had Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State, going to a twenty two. Jovan, who do you like at twenty eight for Green Bay?
3: I mean, I think Green Bay has to address the need at wide receiver. Um, I think they could go offensive line at twenty eight and get a receiver in the early second round. But I think now's the time. What better time now than the draft? Everybody would say Jahan Dotson. I think he's a dynamic player, but I think they go with George Pickens out of Georgia.
1: Begging. What's
3: he, like 6'4"? 6'3". Yeah. I mean, again,
2: to talk about the comparables, I think DK Metcalf is what people hope Pickens will become, uh, but who knows? And so Pickens, 28 to the green bay packers last four picks of the first round i'll take my last pick here casey gets two picks in a row pick 29 and pick 30 and i think the obvious pick here is to find a guy to try to replace tyree kill and i think the question is is it sky Moore or Jahan dotson and because i am biased and because i am a mac graduate but a <laughs> penn state fan Johan Dotson goes to the Kansas City Chiefs at number 29. Uh, I I mean, listen, I watched Sky Moore play. I watched his tape. I think he's quick. I think he's what you'd want in a slot receiver. But I think Dotson, watching him play in Penn State, he's so smart with his route running. Uh, that sometimes I think that's going I think that will help with Patrick Mahomes and company I don't think you can go wrong with either of the two but I just like Dotson there at 29 just a little bit over Skymore I think you can
1: run by a corner I'm not certain that Skymore can run by NFL quarter
2: and again remember too I mean it's Big Ten versus Mac I mean like, I'm not trying to diss on my own conference here but but again when you're playing Eastern Michigan compared to when you're playing Iowa and Ohio State it's a little bit different of a talent level all right Chiefs again at 30 John
0: you know, I think this is interesting because we we know how much that they like. You know, Chris Jones was obviously a supreme talent, but kind of dwindled down the stretch there. Frank Clark was in and out of the lineup, so I think you could, you know, and I I think the hard part here is has Kansas City moved on from Tyron Matthew, because you have to you have to factor that in. Um, I'll probably get. Joe Joe give me a a look. I'll go Daxton Hill, just because I think they could add to the secondary, especially with how many weapons have been, been added.
1: I like I I would if I had I would go Brisker there just because I think Brisker's more complete. Yeah, but, but you know especially if you're looking to replace the Honey Badger, you know Brisker's a lot closer to the Honey. But I think that Hill is a lot better in coverage. But again, it, it's a need, it's a void, and you're still the Chiefs, right? So it's kind of a plug and play. You know you got a guy to. To go, who'd you take, Dotson? Dotson. Okay,
2: I did. Jovan, uh, you're you're next. Joe is up next. Cincinnati Bengals, pick number thirty-one, the Super Bowl runner-up.
1: I have Brisker on my board. I had Kobe Dean here. Obviously, he's gone. I had Linderbaum gone. Best available O lineman. Although now we're getting to the kind of the reach portion of the program. Um, you can never have too many of them. Uh, Arnold Evichetti, the edge out of Penn State. Um,
0: Who were you toying with offensive line wise?
1: Well, I mean, Linda, you know, that's the thing is that I don't know where you go. Because again, you got to pay these guys
0: I money. Mean, Kenyon Green was a name that yeah, been Green there. Yeah, Kenyon Green
1: is there. And then what's the other cat's name? Jonah Blank. But I'm just, I, I think you're the Bengals. You just went to the Super Bowl, right? Um, you,
0: well, you know what's crazy is I just thought of this looking at it, and I, I know they've gone anywhere. Trevor Penning and Berhard Romenian, I believe, is yeah, from Central know, Michigan. Central Michigan. Those are two names that also could be there. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, that's you know what. I mean, at, at 31, are you are you getting a starter or is it a luxury? And you know, if Ebecetti can get you 10 sacks in that division, why not? I mean, remember you got Watson, who's a probably. The best passer, and you know, obviously he's not going to try to be sacking your quarterback because your quarterback's probably the best. But in terms of the three remaining quarterbacks, Watson's the best passer. Um, but Ketty I thought, showed a lot. His, uh, I saw a stat of non-blitzes, of non-blitzes. His pass rush in terms of getting home was third best of everyone. In, in the nation? In the nation, so you know, this is a kid that, has, you know, made the best of his opportunity at Temple, and you know, could be, could be anywhere from 15 to 40 on, on the board. But again, are you looking at? I mean, the kid Penning is interesting. Penning Besto line is, is written first, Linderbaum second, Ebiketti third, Brisker fourth, Nakobe Dean fifth. Probably the Kobe Dean 5th, assuming that he was going to be gone already. Yeah. But an edge in Cincinnati, you can never have enough pass rush. Never.
2: Especially in that division with all those quarterbacks. Last pick of the first round, Jovon Johnson. End us on a high note. Detroit Lions get the final pick of the first round in a trade, the Jared Goff trade, and Matthew Stafford with L.A. Who do they close out the first round with? I
3: know they Detroit's probably hoping that uh, one of those top wide receivers would have failed to 32, so they they could take a a playmaking receiver. But I think they also have some needs in the secondary, some needs at at a few other positions. I think at 32, if he's sitting there, you take Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State.
2: The safety to end the draft. So a few guys from Penn State going in the first 32 picks, and that is the 32 that we get for this mock draft. No Kenneth Pickett. I was just going to say, would they –
1: would Detroit? They had, they had him on a visit. Would Detroit go, week. Kenny? I mean, I, I like. I mean, I think Brisker's a stud. I do. I mean, I think so as well. But but if you're Detroit and you're thirty-two and Kenny Pickett's still on the board, I mean, you didn't reach for him. That's you know you didn't use pick two to get your QB. Well, if you're
0: Detroit though, you have to weigh the option of you know you're probably going to be inside the top ten a year from now. Is yeah. Kenny
1: Pickett better who's,
0: than, than who than Rice you might... Young, CJ Stroud, name the small school kid that's going to be in a conversation as probably, the top quarterback. Probably of year. not.
1: Well, wouldn't Caleb Williams be in next year's draft, too? Mm, yeah. He could be. No, could... I thought he was. A... Well, he was at Oklahoma. He's at. Yeah, but he would only be a no, sophomore. Right. He, was he was a, a true fr- freshman this year. You're right. You're he right. has you're another right. year.
3: You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You have the kid that's. Rattler. Who's yeah. who yeah. I was thinking of? Rattler, yeah. Keaton
0: Slovis. Yes. Is coming out next year, you're gonna
3: have some good quarterbacks potentially.
2: So the question is, as as we end the first round here and and we look, who is the next quarterback? Because right the quarterbacks we picked in round one, Matt Corral six to the Panthers, uh, and number eight Malik Willis to the Atlanta Falcons. Who do you think is next off the board if that first round draft is correct, quarterback wise? And who do you think gets that quarterback?
3: I think it'll. I think it'll be. Um, Kenny Pickett, I think, will go 1st the first quarterback off the board. But then you could tattle with Desmond Ritter or, or Sam Howe. I think both of those guys are, are good players. That'll probably go high in the second round.
1: And, then of course, you got Carson Strong out of Nevada that is you know, always there. And then the one that I think is the most intriguing guy out of all of them, is that Bailey Zapp kid that threw for seven? Bailey tro- Zappy? Zappy or Zapper? Western, or, yeah, however yeah. However you say, yeah. That dude has just thrown it. What did he throw for over six thousand yards this year? I know that's not going to work in the NFL, but you know, if you're an, if you're an organization and you're in round three and you can get that guy, you know, why not? Is Sam Howell the next version of Baker Mayfield? I mean, is that what? I don't know. I mean, like, here's the so. Like, this is the the analogy that I used today on my radio show. Maybe this is why nobody listens to it, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, if you're at a bar, there's a bunch of ugly women there but one. So that woman is a 10. But she's not really a 10. And then you pick her up and you move her to another bar where there's a bunch of 10s, and now she's a six and a half. I feel like that's what these quarterbacks are. Like, I don't think... I don't think on a normal year, like Matt Corral's. The only way Matt Corral's in the first round is if he bought a ticket to the draft. Yeah, I mean, like, I just, like I understand you need you have to have a quarterback, and if you don't, you stink. I mean, I, I get all of that. Well, but the other, but under a normal draft year, these dudes are not first round. But picks. here's
2: the thing: I think quarterback specifically. Every single draft, you're going to have one or two teams that overdraft a quarterback. And I think that's why you see so many of these experts overhyping quarterbacks. We know that they're not first-round worthy, but we know that one or two of them are going to get picked based off of need. Because I think, I mean, listen, in fantasy football, right, you want to draft running backs and receivers first because you're worried if you don't, they're going to go off the board. I think that's the concern with teams with quarterbacks is, you know, quarterback wins you games. Quarterback is what gets you to where you need to go. And I think teams are so worried that if you don't take a QB in the first round, he may not be there in round two. I think that's the one position in any year that you can make that argument for.
0: I mean, you, I, if you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback, you should make the argument, and I think Joe Lidnuski was the one who brought this up a couple of years back. Or even last year, don't you take a quarterback every year with it once within the top four rounds every year? Well,
1: I, I mean, that's the thing is that you draft somebody in the first yeah. round,
0: you got to pay him. Well, you got to pay them, but think about the expectations and the backlash if you're a coach slash general manager if you get that wrong. That shouldn't, I, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, we're talking like. So
1: last year, Lawrence went one, Wilson went two, Trey Lance went three. Justin Fields went 11, and Mac Jones went 15. There's now there's, I did have a, I did have an expert tell me that they would have had Willis in front of Mac Jones.
0: See, I've I've read elsewhere that there's those that would talk about him going first overall or in the top three of this year's draft if Mac Jones was coming out this year.
1: Again, that I mean, you talk to each beauty's, expert. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, yeah. right? But I just don't know. I don't know about any of these dudes that I would look at and say i mean i think i don't think anyone i don't i don't think any of these guys are going to be franchise quarterbacks.
2: well that's the fun part about the draft let's say matt corral or somebody goes number six to carolina does that start the domino effect we saw in our mock draft we took a receiver at 10 and then five or six of them went off the board in the next 10 picks if that happens and you get a quarterback that gets taken early in the draft do other teams who might need a quarterback say you know what maybe this guy's not a first round pick but i'll be darned we might not get our guy in round number two. I could see that happening.
0: Yeah, but it depends on who... Like, if you're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, they're not going to panic. They have a front office that is going to say, you know what? All right, fine.
2: We'll,
1: we'll go with who we got." we got have. a lot of other needs. But <laughs> yeah, yeah <I> but mean.
2: <laughs> not But on, not every organization is Pittsburgh. No, I, mean, you, I understand you look at the top that. Ten, you look at the top ten. I mean, the teams that are picking up the top ten are dysfunctional organizations. I mean, the Giants have two picks. The Jets have a couple of picks. The... Carolina Panthers are picking six. The Lions get two picks. So, I mean, but, it, you're not going to have that level-headed mindset like Pittsburgh or New England would.
3: I mean, I just – I think – Co- Hang when on. The great
1: it. irony being is that Jacksonville's got a first-round quarterback. Detroit's got a first-round quarterback. Wasn't Goff a first-round pick? Yeah. He was. Overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, Houston doesn't. The Jets have a first-rounder. The Giants have a first-rounder. Carolina has a first-rounder. Like, every team in the top six – Already has a first-round quarterback.
3: And I, and I think that that's the point I was going to make. I mean, these guys coming in in this year's draft class, they're not a better player than the guys that they currently have. Right. Typically, when they draft quarterbacks extremely high, those guys are day-one starters. They're going to come in. They're going to play. They're going to make the organization what it is going forward. And I don't think any quarterback in this year's draft, minus Malik Willis, I think has the potential. But – I don't think any of them will make a organization better in day
1: one.
0: Well, they're not day one starters. They have to, you know, earn the job, and then they're in there by week and of course two you or know, three.
1: The, the, everybody wants the Steelers to take a quarterback, which I don't really understand because
2: define everybody.
1: Well, I mean, you look, I mean, because there are, hit, of, there are a lot there are a lot of people
2: I mean, in Pittsburgh that say right now a quarterback is the worst possible loss.
1: I think I think Mitch Trubisky is fine. I think he's absolutely fine. And you know, remember again. Mitch was a first-round pick, right? So, I mean, I, that's, I don't know if that's the right way to look at it, but there aren't too many rooms in the NFL that do not have a first-round quarterback in them. Well, here's the argument you have to say. is like, if you're, regardless,
0: you have to look. Not every draft, as you are, I think, trying to say, Joe, is created equal in terms of quarterbacks. Look at, I think it was back-to-back years. 2012, you had Locker gabbert ponder yeah. the following year or maybe a couple of years later it was ej Manuel and geno smith were the top two quarterbacks and this
1: feels a lot more like that than it does 1983 right yeah i mean like you're just because teams need quarterbacks
0: doesn't mean you sit there and say wow we're going to use our most high-priced asset yeah. and and should use it to be then sitting there as teams looking back or people looking back experts saying down the road going oh my gosh can you believe those guys drafted those guys that and high that's,
1: and that's to the point and like to sort of the counterpoint when when you start talking about the run on the wide receivers well the run on the wide receivers maybe with London being the exception they all seem to be interchangeable so it's not there that's going to be a run because outside of edge and probably tackle it's the best position in the draft so when that starts to happen that's how that run takes place. I mean, if 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 you are if, if a run on quarterbacks starts, there's going to be a run of GMs to the unemployment line. Well, this, this, there's just not enough quarterbacks. Th- think about if you
0: followed this somewhat closely enough. How many times have we heard? You heard it Schefter today as we tape this. Teams want to move back. Yeah. If there was good quality enough quarterbacks in this draft, teams are not calling to get back. They're calling to move I mean, up, if and you're Jacksonville, wants to move
1: up. you know you have more needs than you have halves. You know that's that's the perfect spot to get out, but nobody's going to pay up. There's nobody to
0: pay up for. Or if they pay up, you are not getting anything close to what yeah. you would get from
1: other look at other drafts. Correct. Which of course it's unfortunate for them that there's not another Trevor Lawrence because if there was another Trevor Lawrence, they could have their Trevor Lawrence and change the shape, you know, the, the path of their organization in two drafts.
2: The experts have spoken. <laughs> the gavel has been hit. Did you did you grade out the draft? And- I tried. I I it simulated everything, and I I hit the button, and I didn't get a grade. Oh darn! Let's grade the draft. I
0: think I think you get grades only if you do certain like a select team.
2: Okay. Yeah. So what would you grade the so draft, print Joe? That, you
0: you would like make a screen copy and send that to yourself, and then yeah. you maybe do it on another site. And yeah, there
1: Honest, you go. Honestly, I think. Although now that I say, it, obviously there wasn't, there was more stretches than we realized. Yes, because there was some dudes that fell that I don't necessarily think would would fall. I mean, if
0: Charles Cross is not getting outside of the top, 10.
1: yeah, Charles no. Cross is one. Um, you know, Penning didn't even get drafted, right? Or
0: yeah, yeah, I think Penning's closer to the first round guy than, than uh, remaining because they think he's just a.
2: He has to develop. Yeah. He's going to be good, um, but he's going to develop. Now, here's the
1: interesting question: this were this where the run might take place. The run could happen on safety. Generally speaking, that's not a first, but if second round, but if something if something does happen where the drop off after Hamilton is is what it is, and then you know, sign Brisker and Hill are all interchangeable, but you have a liking to one over the other. And one of them goes, you might see something weird happen there. You know, a quarter, I mean, I'm not just Correll being the first quarterback off the board. I don't think that's implausible. Maybe not at six; <laughs> it's not plausible. But no, I don't think. I mean, I doubt Jermaine Johnson's gonna fall all the way to where? Twenty two. I doubt that happens. Um, although you know the one that you know you mentioned because this is a guy that's really fallen. Isaac is is Carol Loftus. You know there was. You know, when the season ended, he was in many people's top ten. Yeah, top ten.
2: Well, I think the biggest, to your point, I think the biggest guy in the draft that's going to determine a lot is Kyle Hamilton. Where does he fall? Because I think a safety run could happen. I also think when you draft a high-profile player on one side of the football or another, even if you're not drafting safeties, you're going to start drafting other high-profile players. So if Kyle Hamilton, let's say, goes in the top 10, I think you could start seeing a ring of corners also getting drafted as well, in addition to the other safeties that you have. Did,
1: did the kid from Washington get drafted? We yeah. did. We drafted him. No, the tw- other one. 20, 21. Oh, McCreary.
2: No. No. Okay. No, McDuffie, we had a 21 New England. But, but that's going to be the other position, too, is, is corners and safeties. Is Do you see a run of those when you, get to, when you get Kyle Hamilton off the board and let's say he goes top 10, and all of a sudden you're sitting there, if you're Seattle and, and the Jets and Washington, Minnesota, needing defense saying, hey, man, we could potentially use somebody in the secondary, too. Those are all the questions that are going to be answered. Uh, but what a mock draft. What a nice hour that was spent. Guys, uh, it's a pleasure doing it with you, John Jovan. Better enjoy Vegas. Don't uh, don't get too excited. John's got something to say.
0: Potential Packers discussion to acquire Darren Waller from the Raiders. Hmm.
1: Well, that would be That's uh, the other thing that's interesting. There's nobody that's even remotely kind of sort of maybe close as a tight end. Which I don't when was the last time that happened?
2: You mean did Darren Waller? I
1: no, know. I mean in the draft. There wasn't a top oh, ten tight or it no. wasn't a first round tight end last year. Who there's nobody I mean Gasicki and guys like that are on the Periphery Fryermouth could be. There's not a single tight end mentioned.
2: Yeah, I mean that's big news. I don't know if it changes anything though in the draft because, like we said, there's just not a tight end, prolific tight end there available. I do think it makes Traylon Burks more more valuable. Uh, a guy who's six foot two. I also think it makes George Pickens more valuable. Pickens is
1: the guy that could be the shocker. Pickens, Pickens could be wide receiver too. I take that back. Kyle Pitts went in the top uh, top ten that's- last year. Um, but there's not a there is not a tight end in the periphery, no. Of the of round one, uh,
0: let's see. Hayden Hurst was the first twenty fifth at, at two thousand eighteen. Um, Hunter Henry in twenty sixteen didn't go till thirty five. Again, take that what you will. But if you're picked at thirty
1: five, somebody thought you were a first round. You could be a first round guy,
2: right? So, I mean, that is big developing news. If Waller does go to Green Bay, that'd be kind of funny. I I do think it's interesting that Green Bay wouldn't have asked for him during the Devontae Adams trade if they really, really wanted him. Uh, I think that suits the Raiders just fine, but who knows?
0: 2012, I mean, these guys, what you may, Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen were the top two tight ends. I think that'd be the most recognizable to this year's draft of yeah you're not getting a quote-unquote
1: game changer as we yeah. look at it now I mean, meanryarmouth is in the back end of first round it mocks and Gasicki was in the back end but there's nobody you know David and joku and I mean there's there's always been you know that sort of unicorn guy you know Zach Hertz was a unicorn guy uh what was your Iowa boys name Drawing a blank George fan yeah no fan and the, and the other one Hawkinson. Too. Hawkins, Hawkinson. Hawkinson I mean like there's not a there's not a single tight end that's even on the edge of the conversation.
2: Which and that might, might be a big trade piece. I mean, who knows what Rob Gronkowski is going to do? Could he potentially be a trade target for somebody else? Who knows if he's coming back to Tampa? We don't know. But that's a big piece of the puzzle. If Waller is a potential target for the Green Bay Packers, that might change their plans at wide receiver, but we don't know. All right. That's it for a mock draft. It is Monday. The draft is on Thursday. John Laddick and Jovan Johnson are going to be in Las Vegas. Tune into Erie News now for that. We do not know how many picks of these will be right. We hope there's at least one. That way we can at least say our grade was an F plus as opposed to an F minus, like Joe Lineski says, pick picket number six is with uh, uh, Matt Corral. But regardless, things will happen. Craziness will ensue. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for waiting for this podcast. We're glad to bring it to you. We're happy to do the first round. We've got all the draft coverage you could want this weekend. New episode coming in the coming weeks. A lot more as we roll along. Springtime on the Critical Eye podcast rolling around the NFL drafts on Thursday. We'll see you then people.